Happy New Year, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the first edition of Centurion Faith for 2023. I hope uh, the new year has been good to you so far on this uh, second day of January 2023. And uh, I have a really exciting message for you. I love uh, I love New Year. It's a time for for newness, for kind of a fresh start and, and kind of looking at things from a fresh perspective and trying new things. And certainly we make resolutions and, and I'm all for those. A lot of good can come out of that. Uh, and um, my message today is actually um, kind of right along those lines. And it's a message that um, is entitled Happy New You. Happy New You. And uh I've stole this little catchphrase from my mentor and my friend, Reverend Fred Young. He's always said this over the years, and uh, he sent me a text the other day that said, Happy New You. It was yesterday, matter of fact, for on New Year's Day. Happy New You. And he put in there uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, old things have passed away and all things have become new. I'm going to say it again. If any man be in Christ, and that means united with Christ in the spirit. If any man be united with Christ in the spirit, he's a brand new creation, a new spiritual creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things. That means all. All in the Greek means all. All in Hebrew means all. All things have become new. So I want to kick it off with uh, with that scripture and then just share with you, really, I want to share with you something exciting that the whole Bible, the entire Bible is really comes down to us seeing who we are in our spiritual union with Christ or in our born again spirit, Jesus himself, you know, right at the beginning of the book of John, he he's trying to teach one of the leaders of the of the church of that day, one of the Pharisees, Nicodemus, who came to him at night. I call him Nick at night because he had to sneak off and go find Jesus at night where nobody could see him and try to learn from from Jesus. And he knew he was a great teacher, so he he was just asking him questions. Nicodemus was a good a good man, I think his heart was was definitely um, in the right place. He was wanting to learn from Jesus. And Jesus was telling him um, that unless a man be born again, he said, verily, verily, in John 3, 3, I say to you, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus says to him, he says, how can a man be born again? I mean, can he go back in his mother's womb a second time and and Jesus just is kind of marveling at this guy, his inability to pick up on this spiritual concept, which really is is quite simple. So he says it to him again. He says, and he says, I tell you, I tell you again, he said, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh and spirit gives birth to spirit. And those two words, spirit, there's a capital S, spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. And then there's a little s, spirit gives birth to spirit, which is our spirit. I think one of the most profound lessons that I've ever learned 
that really helps to unlock the entire gospel is to know that we are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And I, th- I think that's in 2 uh, Thessalonians. I think it's right, right around 5.16. It talks about your whole spirit, soul, and body. And throughout the scriptures, you can see that we are three parts. We're created in God's image, and he's a triune being, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And we're three parts. We're spirit, soul, and body. There's a wonderful book, a very short book too. I think it's about 100 pages by Andrew Womack, and it's called Spirit, Soul, and Body. And that book really helped me to kind of unlock the Bible. It was a key that just unlocked everything that, that God's trying to teach you know, this Bible is called a Holy Bible. It says right on it, Holy Bible. And because it's written by a Holy Spirit, written through the hand of man, but under the direction of the Holy Spirit, you can, you can, you can only understand this by, by the Spirit of God. That's why when you, before you get born again, the Bible doesn't make any sense to you at all. You, you, you look at it and it just doesn't do anything for you. It just sits on the shelf and collects dust. But once you get born again, and your spirit is is reborn by the by by God taking the Holy Spirit and sealing your spirit and giving you this spiritual rebirth. Then all of a sudden the Bible just opens up to you and you just see, oh my God, this is who I am now in my spirit. The problem is, of course, the other two thirds of us, our soul and our body, is it because of sin is is in a, is in a um, your body's in decay, but it's been redeemed. And your, your soul, which is your, your mind, your, your will, your emotions, your imagination, your memory, all those things that combine your soul. The best way I describe the soul is, the, is just the mind and um, the unrenewed mind. So you, you're, you're, anyway, you're, you're, your soul and your body are what the Bible refers to as your flesh. And a lot of times in some translations, it refers to as your sin nature. But the part of you... Going back to the message, happy new you, the part of you that's been totally redone and the part of you that's holy and perfect and sealed by God's Holy Spirit is your little spirit. And so that's why throughout the scriptures, Jesus himself is talking about this before he goes to the cross. He's talking about you know, the born again experience. He's teaching Nicodemus in, in the third chapter of John. In the fourth chapter, the first um, person that that Jesus um, ministers to, and and the first the first person that he he converts is the woman at the well, and the disciples had gone to get something to eat, and this woman at the well who'd been married five times and was shacking up with this sixth guy, Jesus starts ministering to her, he starts speaking to her about her life and the fact that she had been married five times and he says, you're with the sixth man now, you're not even married to him. And she's like, whoa, how does this guy know this stuff? Well, he knew it because he was, he, he tapped in through the Holy Spirit to her life. He knew everything about her. And so she really listened to him and he started teaching her and he started telling her like, you know, this water that you're drawing from the well here, you're gonna get thirsty again, but the water that I give you leads to eternal life. And when you come to me, you have this wellspring inside of you that flows and you'll never be thirsty again. You'll never need water. And what he's speaking about is the born again experience. And he goes right into saying to, she she says, man, I'm trying to get this, you know, but she says, I heard that you have, you know, where do you worship? Like, this is like people ask, ask us a lot, 
ask born again believers, I get asked this all the time, where do you go to church, right? So she more or less asked that question. She says, where do you worship? Um, our fathers used to go worship over on this mountain here. And I heard you Jews, you, you worship in Jerusalem. And Jesus says to her something really profound in John 4, 2, 3 and 4, 2, 4. And I want you to catch this. He said that my father is looking for worshipers that worship in spirit and in truth. He said, we no longer worship on the mountain. Don't worry about Jerusalem. He says, the father is looking, and I'm gonna read this to you. The hour has come and is now, meaning right now since Jesus is on, was on the scene, when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit. And that's with the little s, that means your spirit, and in truth. For these are the type of worshipers my father is seeking. God is a spirit with a capital S, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit, and that's little s, that's your spirit, and in truth. And of course, we know his word is truth. And once you start to unpack the word of God, you see what Jesus meant in his prayer for us in John 17, 17. He says, Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth, the word of God. So it's the really the word and the spirit that lead the believer and guide the believer. But um, I just like to let the scriptures speak for themselves. I want you to dig in today. If you can, take some time and look and just see that this whole battle, this cosmic battle that we're fighting while we're trapped in these bodies and these earth suits is really flesh versus spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 16, Paul says, from now on, we should regard no person according to their flesh. No person. He said, even though we regarded Christ that way, we should regard him no more according to the flesh. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. He's talking about in your spirit. That's why God, when uh, he says in the Bible, your sins and lawless deeds, I remember no more. He says, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far your sins have been removed from you. God does not look upon us anymore in our flesh. He doesn't, and that's where the sin resides. He sees us spirit to spirit, he sees the finished work of Jesus Christ in us, and he sees the presence of his son in us through the Holy Spirit, and he wants to commune with us spirit to spirit. When we lay these bodies down, this, these bodies go in the ground, they get cremated or they just get buried, and it's obvious to us as we see, as we get older, that these bodies are wearing out. In our minds also, um, um, are, are troubled, right? They're, they're infected or affected uh, by sin. And it's what the Bible calls a unrenewed mind. And in our spirit, we also have a mind. And in its uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, who has known the mind of the Lord, right? Father God, who, who knows God's thoughts, right? But it says, who has known the mind of the Lord that we would instruct him? It says, but we've been given the mind of Christ, and the mind of Christ is a mind um, to do the spiritual things we need to do while we're here on earth. It's a humble mind. It's a, it's, a, it's a mind that takes the things of the Spirit of God and just tries to present them here on earth so other people can get born again and live eternally with Christ. Galatians 6, 14 and 15 says that, uh, Paul says, I'll bo I, I boast in nothing except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. By that cross, the world is crucified to me and I'm crucified to the world. 
He says circumcision or uncircumcision means nothing anymore, right? These physical things, he says, these things that look spiritual, but they're just really physical, mean nothing anymore. What really counts, Galatians 5.16 says, is being a new creation. That's what matters, is being a new creation, a new spiritual creation. Romans 8.8 says, those that are in the flesh cannot please God. Those that are in the flesh cannot please God but you're not in the flesh, it says in the next verse. You're in the spirit because the spirit of God resides in you. Ephesians 1.13 says the moment you put your faith in Christ, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And by that spirit, he leads us and guides us and teaches us all things, eternal things. And the eternal things of heaven, we can help bring down to earth here. We can let people know that your sins are forgiven. I'm going to close with this, John 20, 23, and just think of we're in the year 2023. Jesus says these words before he, uh, or when he comes back, rather, from, from the cross, uh, when, when he's, he comes back, he's raised from the dead, and he spends 40 days on the earth visiting believers, breathing on them the Holy Spirit. He only sees believers, about 500 of them. He doesn't go and see unbelievers because they're not going to be able to see them because they don't have the, they, 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 their eyes haven't been opened. So anyway, he comes into the disciples. He walks through the wall. You guys know the story. And he breathes on them with the Holy Spirit. And he tells them in John 20, 23, he says, he says go and, and you know, share this good news, right? And he says, whoever, whoever sins you remit or forgive, they are forgiven. Whoever sins are retained, they are retained. In other words, he's telling them, go tell people because of what I've done on the cross, my work is finished, that their sins are forgiven. And for anybody who believes and receives the forgiveness of sins, we're now free. We're no longer bound by sin, and we're really no longer bound by these bodies and these unrenewed minds as we start to renew our mind in God's word and see who we are, again, in the spirit. Happy new you. You're a new creation in your spirit. 1 Corinthians six seventeen says, he that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. Your spirit's been born again. It's been made new, brand new. So I'll close again with this, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man or woman be in Christ, that means be is united with Christ, he's a new creation, brand new. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. You are born again by the Spirit of God. And when you get yourself into the Word of God and let that Spirit, the Holy Spirit, lead your little spirit, the big spirit with the big S, lead your spirit with the little S, you start to see just who you are in your spirit. And it starts to strengthen you. It starts to strengthen the inward man, the spiritual man, the part of you that goes on forever and lives in eternity. And when we lay these worn out bodies down and get rid of these, these unrenewed troubled minds, we are given, the, the Bible says, a new body, a new glorified body. The body that we had in the Garden of Eden, just a body that can absorb and be in the presence of the bright, beautiful light of the Lord Jesus Christ without any harm. We need to have a new body. And we need to new, have a new mind, a new soul. We're given a, our soul is also rejuvenated. And you can find that out throughout the, all the scriptures. So I want to close by saying, God bless you. 
God keep you and may he show you who you are now again in your brand new born again nature in Christ. Take care.